0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Sederstrom, and we're live from the Hole in the Ceiling studios in beautiful Deer Valley. I will add vacant Deer Valley again. This place is cleaning out. It, uh, It looks like the invasion of the body snatch is out here. And we're live on this fifth day of May 2020, the year of our Lord. And this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal lawful constitutional tender, gold and silver, tangible items, things that are real, things that you take possession of. This is not a receipt that we send you. We can't fax it to you. We can't email it to you. We can't text it. It has to be procured. Items that have been around for thousands of years that have protected people's wealth, and they can help you to Call 1-800-951-0592. You can also head out to the website 24-7-365 at allamericangold.com updated daily it's amazing what you can do there and while away the wee hours of the evening i'm joined with joe jake went president of patriot trading group it's a unprecedented times we live in joe i'm watching joe battle with uh, running the company and dealing with the banks and the banks have just lost their minds i mean their their inability to help people they are the 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 movie idiocracy is what the bank tellers have turned into it is amazing I mean, huh, who would? They have no idea. I had to make a deposit yesterday, and you and you can't go in the bank. So you have to get in line at one of the few drive-in windows that are even open for a major bank chain. You got to wait forever. You get there. Do You think there's a, you know? If you see people mulling around in the bank. They're getting paid. How many people are working the window?
1: One. Good morning, Joe Jakman. How are you doing? Hey, Eric. Good morning to you. I know Jason was in line and uh, at his bank, and apparently the time ran out. The time ran out. Yes, the bank closed, and he whether they don't get the people in line. No, no, there's nobody out there saying you're the last car in line. Apparently, up, we're closed. We're closed. Come back tomorrow. This is what happens with
0: bailed out institutions. You think the airlines, now the airlines, by the way, are, are, are planning, I think some are going to sell you a social distancing seat. Have you seen that? I, oh, I can't
1: wait for that charge. That's pretty good. You know, the airlines, are, they're all planning to, so they got government bailouts. So there was co- some conditions to the bailouts. One of them was you couldn't fire anybody through September. So now right, the, the PPP right, loans, yeah, right. right now, now the airlines have all made all star. All of them are all making announcements on October 1st. You're fine. We're, we're laying off all these people. At Who the, was it
0: today? United Airlines? United
1: or? Airlines today. Uh, massive layoffs coming. Uh, remember Wendy's, the where's the beef commercial? Yep. Right. Great commercial. The old lady. I
0: don't think there's anybody back where's there. Where's the beef? Right. Well, apparently, uh, Wendy's is out of beef. That's advertising gold.
1: Yeah, they, they're saying now that over a fifth of all Wendy's locations is out of beef.
0: They have to and, and get it open. they got to get everything open again. Unfortunately, let me tell you, this, this virus was designed to kill off the elder, and it's going to kill off the elder right. So the people that are out, or just the right wing in general, the people that are out protesting the right, the conservative rights, open up, open up, open up, the... Uh, Small business owners, okay. The PPP, which protects the people and their unemployment, the people who sign the fronts of the checks are the conservatives. The people who sign the backs, those are the liberals. If you're if you're a liberal and you're a teacher, you're home, you're getting paid. If you're a government, I mean, if you're getting the eight hundred and forty dollars unemployment because you worked for a fact, you're not you're at home, okay. The conservatives, the small business owners, the ones that pay the taxes, there's thirty million. 30 million small business owners, they have to go back to work.
1: I don't know how this is all going to play out. It's
0: going to kill them. They're going to drop dead like flies.
1: So the PPP loans, uh, that's that's an eight-week deal. So you've got to spend the money on the payroll. So let's just hypothetically say you got your money May 1st. By July 1st, the money needed to be spent. So if you happen to get it May 1st, as an example, Arizona... The restaurants, not the bars. The restaurants. Now, if you're a bar restaurant, you can open. But if you're just a bar, you can't open. They're supposed to open Monday, right? And, and the again, governor, the governor rolled over yesterday. Yes, uh, finally rolled over uh, with with social distancing and all that. But but what's going to happen after July? 4th? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. All these people are going to get laid off again.
0: Right. Well, this is the issue. So the small business has to open or go under. The uh, they're going to open they're probably going to go under or they're all going to get infected the cdc says 200,000 infections in the united states per day by the end of this month believe it or not i didn't kill them don't kill the messenger joe doesn't agree but this is what the cdc is saying you open this up we're going to have 200,000 new cases every day in america by the end of this month let's hope that's not the case or you're going to have to get a sticker on your car that says i had it so it means, you you know, you've, I've had it. Or you can put the same sticker on your tombstone. Okay, So it, it serves the same point.
1: So, And you know what's the one I'm watching today? Wall Street's up 400 points. And it was so funny, Warren Buffett yesterday. No, you know, uh, you can say what you want, whether you like him, hate him, right? I don't like him, but, but the guy is a vulture, okay? Warren Buffett. And, and you can put him up on the pedestal, right? The, the mutual of all of all, the best investor of our lifetimes. The guy was a vulture. He buys companies at cheap valuations. Nothing wrong with that. And, and and let me tell you this: you know how much stock he's bought? None. Zero. He's out. He's
0: out of the market completely.
1: Talking about how overvalued in the P/E ratios, and and people are criticizing him now, right? So they're out on TV. Bashing them. It's kind of interesting to see. Oh, he missed out on Apple and he missed out on Amazon and Warren Buffett fired back. I didn't miss out on anything. Well, these are going to be the good old days.
0: But I told you, I told you Wall Street would rally on stimulus, did we not? And I tell you, everything was going up, did I not? Gold is just hanging around. Gold's going to have its up-thousand-dollar day. And you're going to be here to see it. Baker Radio News Hour, we'll be back. Radio news Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Thanks for tuning in. It's Cinco de Mayo. Wouldn't you know, Cinco de Mayo would show up on a Taco Tuesday. While we're all battling with coronas, that's your huh. sp- that's your Spanish lesson. Well, this is a <laughs> huge Cinco de Mayo. Pretty good. So, anyway, the governor, so you know, the governor figured out that the people who sign the front of his checks are the people that vote for him. Yeah, the people that sign the back
1: don't. So the the protest works. It does. You know,
0: but governor, you got to think what a governor is. You know, I'm a motorhead. My first experience with a governor, I think I was about six years old, where we took the lawnmower apart and made our first power go-kart called the Blue Angel with my brother. And the first thing you do is take the governor off so the motor can run. So that's what a governor does. I mean, the governor is, you know, to regulate everything. But uh, he here in Arizona, I'm talking about, sorry for people worldwide or globally or wherever you're listening, that uh, – That, you know, he threatened everybody with uh, fines, $2,500 fines, six months in jail, and your liquor license a week ago. Something happened. So I don't know what it is. He was quite contrite yesterday. So we're going to all go back. So you got half, still probably half, the country in complete denial. And this is really a pandemic. And I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong. But uh, I think ultimately once we get open here, it's all going to be like it was in California. The people that just run out, or if the virus is going to continue, it's just going to propagate, and everybody's going to have to lock down again. So, or the herd, we talked about this, the 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 herd immunity, which will work. It'll just you know, it's just going to happen quicker. That's all. So you figure it out. But these are the good old days. I told you stocks were going to go up, oil skyrocketing. Well, I tell you a week ago, two weeks, people listen. What did I say? And I said, oil. I said, no. I said, it's all going to go up. Gold's going to have its shot. The price of meat, price of groceries, price of gasoline. They're, you're going to see tax increases, which are already on the table. You got the Trump came out today, and he says it's not fair to bail out states. This is a huge problem. When this debate gets going, when Nancy Pelosi, and this, the, the war starts on Twitter here, this is going to become a, a massive debate because they need trillions of dollars.
1: I really don't know how this really is going to work because I don't see it. You know, you got to have these budgets by July 1st, and it, it's almost it's impossible to think that they can get out uh, without bailouts of some sort. The, the You know, I talked about Nashville. Hey, we want to raise property taxes 32%, but that wouldn't be enough. Right. That's still not enough. Right. That's not enough revenue for the states to come back. I, I, I just I, I would imagine every bill you have, water bills, power bills, trash bills, sewer bill, this bill, that bill, got to have some kind of extra tax on it to be made up. You, you talked about grocery prices rising, uh, the price of beef. You know, last week we told you how the price of beef had hit a record. Of three hundred and thirty one dollars per hundred pounds. This is kind of wholesale meat processing pricing. Uh, today it's now four hundred and ten. Uh it is more than doubled now. Almost sixty or I'm, I'm sorry, almost hundred and twenty percent increase in the price of beef in the last four weeks.
0: Well, just get ready. I told you, you know, the money is starting to hit, they're gonna monetize, they're gonna have to re-stimuli again here, even with an open economy. Just get ready. We'll be at $30 trillion here by the end of summer. President Trump says he's not going to support bailouts for cash-strapped states because the practice is not fair to the Republicans. During an interview in the New York Post, Trump was asked about coronavirus relief or whether states are entitled to receive federal aid that's not related to the virus. I think Congress is inclined to do a lot of things. But I didn't think they're inclined to do bailouts, Trump said. A bailout is different than, you know, reimbursing for the plague. It's not fair to the Republicans because all of the states that need help, by the way, they're all sanctuary states, are run by Democrats in every case. Florida's doing phenomenal. Texas is doing phenomenal. The Midwest is, you know, fantastic. But Trump added, you look at Illinois, you look at New York, you look at California, you know, those three, there's tremendous debt there and
1: many others. But Let me I, tell you, I, I, got, I add, got I got, news for <laughs> yeah, Mr. I don't think he's for, for well-versed. The, uh, the president, uh, Florida, Texas, they're not doing phenomenal. Uh, and neither are, neither is the Midwest. Now, does that mean that they are they better than Illinois and New York and New Jersey? Yes. But yeah, phenomenal. Uh, not the right word.
0: Well, I tell you a tough job, you think you have a tough job, no matter what you do, whatever you're doing out there. If you're elbow deep in a commode right now, you think you have a tough job. I mean, if you're, you know, working at uh, McDonald's or Jack in the Box or whatever it is you're doing, you're out Working in the fields, you got us on listening to us on your phone. It could be worse. I saw a company trying to sell municipal tax-free bonds this morning on TV. <laughs> now, if you really are dumb enough, you think that the cities you're going to get a tax-free beauty and the city can pay you back. I've got a bridge for you. Better yet, we have Lincoln commemorative medallions. Would even be better. So. But allowing U.S. states to file for bankruptcy now is not the way to deal with deep financial problems. The governments are facing the COVID-19 economic disaster, according to the municipal bond market uh, research at uh, Bank of America. In a research report, B of A said the $3.8 trillion muni market where states, cities, schools, and other issues sell debt will certainly sell off when they file for bankruptcy and will become completely illiquid. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell last Wednesday brought up the state bankruptcy as a preferred alternative to sending more federal money to the governments to plug their budget holes. So, well, the issue is here is if the states, they can't file bankruptcy, right? We already determined that. You'd have to change the Constitution. Cities. But the cities can default on their debt. So the municipal mons, they default on. Lindsey Williams, I don't know if he's listening, local. Didn't he say his father... Bought municipal bonds in Ocala, Florida. I believe he told us that story. And then they defaulted on them. So, anyway, the uh, municipal bonds, the issue. Now, don't forget, the Federal Reserve, through fractional banking, took $450 billion, $450 billion of the stimulus, the 2.3 stimulus, which was, I lose track, was it stimulus-
1: Well, 2.2 trillion was stimulus 3. Stimulus 3. Then we had stimulus 3.5. So they
0: took that. They took that stimuli. They gave it to the feds. Now, under fractional banking, the feds can deposit it and loan it out 10 times.
1: Yeah, so the Treasury Department they took uh, like a hundred times. Yeah, no, ten times four hundred billion dollars. Yeah, I think it was right. four hundred twenty-three billion. And they backstop and they allowed the Federal Reserve to fractionalize that. So the Federal Reserve is buying bonds for four point two trillion dollars worth of bonds. Now the four twenty-three, the four hundred twenty-three billion, that's for the losses that the central bank thinks they're going to take on buying these bonds because a lot of these bonds they're buying are municipal, municipal bonds. bonds yes
0: they've backstopped the muni bond market so i guess now i guess
1: and the housing market right always we you know what no one's talking about we got this uh, you know i don't know whatever you want to call it everyone be happy type rally that that's that that's happening out there and Nobody's telling us how many more people didn't make payments in May. Notice how you haven't heard a word about it. Pretty quiet. Yeah, but
0: we'll get to that. There is a little news on it, but we're staying on the debt markets, the bond markets. Sorry, Joe is completely flummoxed here this morning. the uh, The bond markets and the Feds are backstopping the municipal bond market. And let's not forget the cities, the the cities in, and the states in this country are the people. These are the people that said, "Okay, well, we want." We want illegals in in here. We want to give them everything. We want to give them phones, houses. You know, now the illegals have taken over in the uh, commie cities and states here. They're all getting the hotels. I mean, it's amazing what's happened. The homeless, it's amazing. So these are the people that have told the federal government we don't want ICE. We don't want to allow them in the in our institutions. We don't want them in our states. Okay, these are the same people that now are need government money, federal money to backstop their debt. Their pensions are insolvent. With an equity market crash further from here, it would get even worse. But I'm standing by the hyperinflation. I mean, you just watch what happens. Watch what happens to the dollar here when they, oh, I don't know. By the time we get to stimulus 7.5, which we'll be at by Thanksgiving, and they'll have released God knows how many trillions and trillions of electronic Federal Reserve notes. The Treasury Department says they're going to need to borrow now. They're going to need to issue bonds for $2.99 trillion for the current quarter. Just for the quarter,
1: $3 not the year. $3 trillion, $3
0: trillion for, for the, the quarter. April to June quarter.
1: Now, that all sounds, you know, that's, that's a tall order. you got to get someone now, to buy it. Know, to put this in perspective, that is the equivalent of pretty much the entire tax base. Uh, last year, I want to say, as a country, the federal government collected three point three trillion dollars total. Think about that. We're a, this is just for one
0: quarter. We're going to borrow. We're going yeah,
1: to borrow. So you know that there's piece of you know there's at least another you know I don't know. Let's call it six seven hundred billion dollars that was coming in. So the, between what came in plus what they're going to borrow that exceeds all of the money for the whole year.
0: You know what's funny? They're trying. They keep trying to equate this to World War II. They even wrote the article on Bubble Vision on the eve of the biggest boom in the U.S. bond sale market ever since World War II. Really, they sold two point nine nine trillion dollars of entire, bonds. I bet they didn't sell thirty five million uh, uh, of bonds in World War II in a
1: in a quarter. The, the entire World War II debt for the whole war. Okay, so really, we started getting ready, you know, kind of in the early forties, but for the whole the whole war, maybe even the late thirties. The whole war is two hundred fifty billion dollars.
0: Think about that, and then
1: that was the whole war, and it correlated to goods and services. And what people don't realize is from the end of World War II all the way to 1971, we ran almost just as many budget surpluses as we did budget deficits. And and I actually misspoke. I want to clarify this. The national debt stood at 250 billion there you go. after World War II. They didn't spend all 250 billion of it in World War II. I think they spent about about half of that, about 125 billion for the actual war. They had some other debts, you know, from the Great Depression and all of those things. But you think about this. Now we only we ran after the big increase. We started running budget surpluses. We're not running any budget surpluses. I mean, what's going to come next? they are already talking about, hey, listen, 2021, let's <laughs> pretend that year doesn't happen either because we're going to need trillions more that year and trillions more than a year after that and trillions and trillions and trillions. I don't know where uh, – well, I do know where it is. Hyperinflation, new money. Well, this is what's interesting because after
0: World War II, we were able to convert all our factories that built tanks and jeeps and weapons and planes. Yeah, and and, the world. Right. They were able to switch and make cars and – you know, clothes Dude, we and were fabricate houses
1: and and all this stuff to rebuild Europe, to rebuild all of the devastation that was called. We we were running huge trade surpluses. I mean, we were doing a lot of things.
0: Yeah, we started. Everybody owed us money. Was everybody really had
1: to buy everything in dollars? I mean, you know, Brenton Woods.
0: Now the anti Chinese movement, which is becoming. Quite large in this country, and people say, Buy American. Yeah, but, well, I tried to figure out the microphone I'm talking to is in China. The computer I'm looking at, China. Yep, the cup I'm drinking out of has got an American name made in China. My shirt, my shoes. I mean, anything that I look at's made in
1: China. So, how are we going to retool? Is it like we just won a war? I would like to know what's happening in Europe. What's happening? In Asia. What's happening in Austria? Do they all have that same stance, or is it just us? Maybe they're building Jeeps, right? <laughs> Maybe Europe and China
0: are building Jeeps, and they're going to invade us. Who knows? Take a radio news hour halftime. Cinco de Mayo. Uno más cerveza.
2: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. The conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Democrats blamed Senator Bernie Sanders for Hillary Clinton's loss to President Trump in 2016. You've got to wonder, if establishment Democrats were so worried about Bernie spoiling the race in 2016, why did they let him get so far in 2020? Liberal Democrats have only themselves to blame. They stoked the flames of class warfare to try to bring down Donald Trump. Their flames of discontent only backfired into an inferno within their own party. The only thing the establishment Democrats had going for them, besides their billions of dollars and their vice-like grip on party officials, was the rejection of Sanders by older African-American voters. Sanders had much greater success with Hispanics than with African-Americans, and no one seems interested in getting to the bottom of why this is. Pundits pretend that Biden inherits the support blacks had for Obama, but Biden was VP more than three years ago now. I don't think voters care about Biden's time in the White House at this point. Illegal immigration is a major reason for the huge divide in Sanders' support. Black voters in South Carolina won't support Sanders' agenda to open our southern border and let hordes of low-income workers come in. Latinos are more enthusiastic about Bernie's demand that driver's license be given nationwide to illegal aliens, plus more taxpayer-funded entitlements for them. Bernie swept Nevada after pandering to illegals in a way that does not sell to Democrats of any race in the southern part of America. Again, you can place the blame for that squarely on the establishment Democrats. They're the ones who fight so hard to get the hordes of illegals inside our borders. They may be solidly Democrat, but that doesn't mean they have any loyalty to the establishment. Ironically, if establishment Democrats want to keep their power from falling into the hands of insurgents like Bernie Sanders, their best bet would be to join conservatives in fighting against illegal immigration. This may be their best play. But I'm not holding my breath. The Democrat deal with the devil of open borders runs deep into the party structure at this point. If you want secure borders, you're better off looking elsewhere with your vote.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: Yes, radio news hour. Gold is your financial Jeep. The Jeep won World War II. You know, Hitler made had a sense of humor. Not many people know that. He uh, tried to order Jeeps in Detroit, said he'd pick them up on his way through. <laughs> Didn't work out too well for him. But anyway, in the decades now, primary dealers, the Billionaire Boys Club, the uh, elite, the private, these are the Davos, Switzerland, these are the people, that the bond club that handles U.S. debt. There's so much of it now. They can't handle it anymore. So for decades, the firm known as primary dealers have sat at the nexus of the Treasury's market buying newly issued bonds to disseminate throughout financial markets and trading directly with the Federal Reserve. The relationship has helped the Fed implement its policy goals, yet the implosion now of recent months of debt suggests that the group is under tremendous duress Dominated by big banks like J.P. Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs, the 24 primary dealers are struggling to keep money moving within the core of the global finance during the coronavirus panic in March. The Fed deploys a series of unprecedented interventions in response. One proposed solution now is to end Wall Street's monopoly on the club membership bond giant Pacific Investment Management Company. You might know them as PIMCO that asset manager should be included in the group and they'll benefit the Newport Beach California firms and'll add trillions of dollars to the collective firepower of primary dealers certainly increasing the number of dealers will be useful will be useful since they expect more and more bond issuance of, of beyond the 3 trillion for this quarter 3 trillion $3 trillion, the federal debt load's going to rise by between the March and June in these bond auctions.
1: So It's incredible.
0: Nah, it's not inflationary. It It's not going to help gold. Why would gold go
1: up? I mean, the debt right now, we're at $25 trillion, three more trillion. Now, some of it's already been spent. I mean, I, wow, the number's just getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and, and I think they're right. I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if, if we're going to have, I mean... Best case scenario, I said $27 trillion before the end of the year. Okay, that was obviously, that's gone, right? I mean, they're going to borrow $3 trillion in this quarter. That's gone. So best case scenario, gone. I said the worst case scenario was $30 trillion by the end of the year. Now, that looks to me like that's the best case scenario, right? That looks 30 like... $30 That's probably best probably case. Probably best case. And, you know, we
0: haven't had anything now for 10 days, so... Because, well, Congress was gone. Right. They won't come back. They won't test. I mean, it's amazing. But ultimately, the states are going to have to do something. New York, they're all borrowing money now for unemployment. They don't have it. So, but they said Scottsdale is going to be voted the best quarantine city in America. Did you see that? No, I did not.
1: You didn't see that? No.
0: This is kind of a big deal. So if you have to be quarantined by the New World Order, oh, the best place to be
1: quarantined, right? To be, oh, that I agree with, right? Well, you live there because that's where I live. And outside, yes, the bars and restaurants are closed. But I, you know what, I, I can't tell you the last time I even went to Old Town Scottsdale and hung out there. That's just not what I do. But but, uh, well, the courses are open. Other than that, golf courses are open. You go hike the mountains. The the hiking the mountains are open. I mean, it's it's. It's been a nice spring out. It's gotten hot as you know what out there. But outside of that,
0: that's beautiful. I love the heat. So, Zillow now warning: home prices will plunge two to three percent this year amid the seemingly endless coronavirus chaos.
1: So let me let me get this right. We don't know the number yet. Going into May, there was over four million mortgages not being paid. And we know that that number has gone up. And, and let's just, I don't know, let's be conservative. Let's just say, okay, somewhere around 5 million mortgages not being paid. And the price is only going to go down 2%.
0: Well, it's interesting they'd say that. Because I mean, it's in, interesting. in the next paragraph, they said real estate listing company also predicts a very fast 50 to 60% decline in home sales that'll bottom by the end of spring. Now, the great recovery everybody's looking at. They say it's not going to come till 2021. As a comparison, home prices uh, j- dropped more than 27 percent nationally during the Great Recession. So, which they hit a little more than that out here. Phoenix was 48 percent. Arizona, 48.
1: It's, it's just interesting math. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Uh, but when you know, we saw it here last. time, like Eric said. We had the prices fell by half. And now they're saying, you know, we have more people not paying mortgages right now than we did at any month of the the housing crash, i.e. a financial crisis, and yet somehow it's only going to be down 2%. Well, here's I, the I mean, problem. The bailed-out
0: banks don't want the mortgage business at, at, at below 3%. They don't want it. Or they won't even write it. They don't even want to write it. So now, unbailed out banks, you know, like let's say you're a young guy, you know, with a master's in business. Administration and you're like, you know, I'd like to get a bank charter, take a crack at this mortgage business, they're not going to let you do it anymore. It doesn't happen. It's all run by bailed-out corporate, gigantic corporations. Why? How many banks did we have? The number was just unbelievable
1: in this well, country. Well, we had 18,000 banks in the 80s. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, we have less, less than 5,000 of them left today. And dropping. And dropping, right. And, and so... Uh, it, it, it's really interesting how this is going to work. And the problem is in that, if you take out the top 100 banks, okay, which, believe me, by the time you get to, like, the the 39th largest bank, the 42nd largest bank, most of us would be like, who, right? We, only, we don't even know who they are. Uh, but when you get out of the top 100, a lot of these other banks, they're the ones that are stuck with a lot of this stuff.
0: Well, let's we'll look and see what happens here. Zillow goes on, the real estate listing company notes it's basing its forecast on proprietary data and a baseline prediction of a 4.9% decrease in U.S. GDP in 2020, a subsequent 57 increase in 2021. Unless, of course, the CDC is right, and you get 200,000 new cases a day starting in June. Housing fundamentals are strong, and much so more than we were leading into the great recession and that bodes well for housing in general said Svenja Gudel Zillow's chief economist she told CNBC despite the difficulties we're seeing several signs that there are still a good amount of demand for housing and buyers sellers and agents are growing more comfortable moving transactions forward where possible so I don't know where the governor stands with reopening real estate offices I technically they weren't closed but all the major corporations had shut them down and you know unless you had to get in there but no gatherings no meetings no staff i mean it's amazing somehow somehow you know ultimately if they just keep monetizing everything that runaway inflation works its way into the real estate markets as well and i believe in neuro Rabini, you know i talked about him yesterday he's called a lot of things right that uh it's what we're going to see and you're starting to see it you're just starting to see it in certain areas. So, you know, look at, well, look at what happens when, when you just throw a lot of money at one thing, and like an N95 mask. Right. Right? So now equate that to gold. Okay, gold would be at, no, oh, I don't know, 28000 35000 an ounce. Of course, that will only happen if panic sets in. Which, you know, that will never happen. You're listening to Paper Radio News Hour. Monetizing. These are the good old days. We're going to go remember back when the gold was only 1,700 an ounce and so they were trying to open the U.S. economy. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour, one 800 is our order of mine. And uh, add added to your portfolio, take advantage of the momentarily uh, sane quietness in the markets because I don't think they're going to last. You know, I piece by piece documented the Decimation, the socioeconomic destruction of American factories, American industries. We watched the Clintons and the NAFNAMatics dissemble America and take it all apart, ship it out as well, and send it to Mexico and then the commies in China. Now you're witnessing, I'm going to be here to document the undoing of it. Senator Josh Hawley, Republican out of Missouri, is now calling for an end to the World Trade Organization. His comments came in a column posted by New York Times Today, the coronavirus emergency is not only a public health crisis, he said, with 30 million Americans unemployed, but it's also an economic crisis and has exposed the hard truth about the modern global economy. It weakens American workers and has empowered China's rise. Now, nobody gave a crap at all about this when I was doing this in the 90s, when they put in NAFTA and they put in GATT, and I said, they're going to take it all apart. They're going to use U.S. taxpayer retirement accounts, and they're shipping everything out of here. Everybody looked said, so? Well, it's going to make. We're going we don't to sell want those them. Jobs. We don't want them. Remember that? We don't want to be saddled with manufacturing jobs. Well, we can't win a war. You think they're going to give them up? You think they're just going to give them, oh, you're going to dismantle the World Trade Organization? China's over there like, oh, yeah, we're really scared. I'm
1: going to go back to when you talked about, uh, you know, the wardrobe is beating with China and we want to bring it all back, right, and Trump's making this push. And I asked you the question, you think anybody else feels this way, right? Does England feel this way Do the French, Do the Germans? How about the Australians? What about the Japanese? And then I saw it. Uh... England is using Huawei for their five G. Right, right. Oh, there you go. Trump has lost it. He's like, that's it. We're pulling all of our spy planes. We're pulling. We're gonna if, if you do this, we're pulling out. Right? We're 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 done being, you know, your friend or this or that or the other. I mean, this is this is the problem. You see the rest of the world, we view China as the enemy, and I get that. The rest of the world doesn't seem to feel nearly as strong about that as we do. Well, Holly says we should abolish the
0: WTO. He so said the organization has allowed nations to maintain trade barriers, protectionist workarounds like China, while preventing others from defending themselves like the United
1: States. Remember the Great Depression? No, right. <laughs> Remember well what they said about the Great Depression. Oh, the the tariffs. That's right, the Smoot-Hawley Act. God, how terrible it was. So many uh, things that correlate to them. The same things are happening again. You know, they're always different, but yet so, so similar.
0: Holly said the WTO has required U.S. workers to compete against forced labor in China and has done nothing to halt the theft of American intellectual property and products by the Chinese. Enough is enough, he said. The WTO should be abolished, and along with it, the new model global economy. The quest to turn the world into a liberal order of democracies was always misguided. And he added that this is an opportunity to build something better, a better international order and a better economy and a better future for America. Wait a minute. Not make America great again. You know, let's not, not forget. That. Ron Paul wanted no, to do the same say thing. Don't you say that. Ron Paul wanted to do the same thing.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, I'll go back to Richard Nixon. Right And and whether he was part of it or they tricked him in there. Don't worry about us going off the gold standard, ladies and gentlemen. Everything will be fine as long as America buys buys American. American. And look at here we are, what, 40, 50 years later, and we're reaping what we sow. That's exactly what's happened.
0: You know, I have a great idea because Joe was telling me, and I found at Wall Street Journal, that Carnival wants to
1: uh, uh, start cruises again. Can you believe this? August 1st. August 1st? They want to have uh, cruise ships from Texas and Florida. I'm going to say this right now. Listen, I don't care. You want to open up, open up. You, you want to get on those boats, get on the boats. But there's got to be a rule, at least as far as I'm concerned. Number one, you got to sign away your right to sue the, the, the cruise industry. Oh, that has on it. to be automatic. Right? Number right. two, anybody gets sick, you stay out there this time. You're you not getting get off. At, you're not getting off. You think, does Carnival have a hospital ship that follows it around? So, so that would be great. You take it? that ship that left New York and California, right. and I think the comfort and the mercy can follow them around.
0: Now, I like Norwegian cruise lines. Now that
1: They're just saying they're going under.
0: That uh, That is where my ancestors came from. When we got off the cruise, my ancestors, we ravaged the cities and killed the men. Now, we could do that again and say, we're Americans, so we could put these... Crook, Carnival cruise boats full of Vikings, and we can all head over there and get our America back where it belongs. So, wow! Take our factories back. We can dismantle them, put them on the cruise
1: lines, and bring them we're back. We're taking this back. Right? We're taking it back. We're not. We're not pillaging and stealing the gold. No, we want the factory equipment
0: back. I remember doing a show, a shortwave show. My brother restored old Rockola jukeboxes and Seaburgs, and and I have a '57 rockola in my living room that he gave me and it has the round beveled glass and all you people products of the 50s you'll remember the round beveled glass and on this particular machine it was broken and they used to be they made it in missouri you could actually get the glass and they made it and this was in probably 95 we're doing the radio show we went to order it and The the company was gone, and they went to China. And the guy said, he goes, yeah, we're done. It was like their last day. They were still answering the phone. He goes, by the way, the last machine that makes this glass went to China with it. The machine wasn't, there wasn't even a machine that could make this rounded beveled glass. When I was up in in Alaska fishing in the 90s with Captain John in southeast, they were dismantling a sawmill, of course, right on the water. And John and I went up. They were taking it apart because yeah, they closed it you know months ago. But they were taking it apart. Guess where they sent? it? Mm-hmm. Sent all the machinery. That people don't understand that what happened to this country is not the intellectual property, but it's the physical ability. We can't go to war with China. Forget it. We'd have to wait like a year for them to arm us and to get us uniforms and boots and shoes and then we need the you know the the technology pieces and we need the rare earth minerals we can't go to war with them we gave it all away it's gone and i told you i told you we'd want it back someday you're witnessing that today they're not going to give it up without a fight we did but they won't we'll be back welcome to all our tinfoil right wing wackos out there i'm your leader i uh appreciate you taking time out of your lives we uh work hard to get the show the show must go on In spite you know we're running businesses here and you know things are going on phones ringing people running in and out it's uh it's interesting i'm glad to be a part of it we got a beautiful special for you today uh you can pick up a u.s legal lawful constitutional tender 20 gold piece you know when when the sun sets and these vanish and they will when they vanish that uh less than what is it one tenth of one percent the population will ever get to hold one ever and i'm so proud of the fact that we have helped place these in homes all over this country and yes opportunity plus we still have some of these and we didn't know but i was looking in the vault the other day and we had miscounted and we actually still have some of those beautiful uh, brilliant uncirculated amazing uh, late 1800s early 1900s us morgan dollars so and they come in rolls of 20 they're 35 bucks a coin. You can get a roll for for
1: $700, but which just, is cost, by the way, oh, yeah, today. Yeah, this is how quickly these coins have moved up in price. Yeah, we can't replace them for and, that. And, and so. I'm telling you, they are fan- – I've never had seen one. You know, I've seen AUs. You know, we've seen the gradeds. We've seen, the, you know, the lower-end ones. But I've never seen the BU brilliant uncirculated Morgan dollars, and especially pre-'21s. In a bag. It's, yeah, came in a bag. They're so. pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, they've never been in circulation ever, ever. So they just get banged up, you know. So what's interesting, you can get a roll of 20 of them, but these are the ones that you see they spin on TV for three easy payments of fifty nine ninety five. So, you know, you can get one for $150. We don't do that here. So you can get a roll of 20 of them at $35 a coin, which is 700 and then a U.S. twenty-dollar gold piece. We'll put them together in a package for you, uh, delivered at twenty-seven hundred. If you want to put it on a credit card, at seventy-five bucks. Yep. Twenty-seven seventy-five. If you have credit card orders with us and it's not showing up on your uh, on your transmittals, on your statements, or on your phone, it's because the banks are just completely swamped and everything, trying to get money and bailouts, and they don't know what they're doing. They're running on. Uh, on skeleton crews, the people that are left are minimum wage people. It's been very frustrating working with them. It's amazing what's happening in. this country. It
1: really is. It's so difficult. Uh, you know, even like banks, they close at four o'clock. You can't send a bank wire. <laughs>
0: you Know how hard it is to you people that are home. You can't go into your. We brand have now dedicated
1: all. Monday as our day because it's it's too you know it's too hard to do them. And so it's like, okay, listen, we're doing them all on Monday. Get them all out of the way. Wendy and I spend about three hours on Monday just doing bank wires. It, it, it's amazing uh, what they've done. Uh, quick look here. Like I said, the markets, the Dow's up three hundred. Uh, golds, golds just turned positive uh, at seventeen hundred and ten. Silver is back about fifteen dollars an ounce. Silver's up about thirty-five cents. At fifteen oh four, the big winner though, crude oil today, up twenty one percent. This is a uh, this is I what uh, unlimited you. money printing will do. nailed it yet. on the, We went from negative thirty eight dollars a couple weeks ago. Uh, crude oil just under twenty five
0: bucks. This is uh, two for Tuesday. I'll be back the second hour at thirteen sixty khnccom We've got Kara, one of our talk show hosts. She's doing a series on divorcing your cell phone, which. You know, it's interesting. These are decisions people are going to have to make because everybody's being tracked. I got $20 gold piece and a roll of just stunning Morgan dollars 2700 bucks when they're gone. I don't know if we'll ever see a Morgan dollar again in this store. Hopefully we will. God bless everybody. Thanks for allowing us into your lives on the Cinco de Mayo. You guys uh, don't get in any trouble. Stay out of the bars. God bless you all. I'll be back second hour. Stay with me. Coming up. Take care.